My name is Michael Laffan. I'm a professor in history in University College Dublin. Uh, I've written and researched a lot about the Easter Rising, and I want to talk about some aspects of the Rising. The points I want to look at are these. What was the state of Ireland before Easter week? Why did the Rising take place? Was it unpopular? Why did people's opinions change? Was it undemocratic, as some people say? And finally, how should we view it now? First of all, what was Ireland like before Easter Monday 1916? Under British rule, of course, sending 100 members to Parliament in Westminster, London, with home rule promised, home rule law, but postponed. The First World War was raging, but Ireland was very gently treated. Compared with Britain, uh, Ireland was let off lightly, There was no conscription in Ireland, for example. But guns and the threat of violence were already a feature of Irish life, introduced by the Ulster Unionists in their attempt to block home rule in the years before the First World War. Democracy had been undermined before the war broke out. There was, although no conscription, fear of conscription. And crucially, Ireland was doing very well out of the First World War. Ireland was flourishing, above all rural Ireland. Uh, Britain was now more dependent on Irish goods than ever before. And there was no revolutionary situation in the country. Why then did the rising take place? A small group of people were determined on full independence and much more than home rule. They didn't care about the people's wishes. Most people wanted home rule, but they This small minority, mainly in the Irish Republican Brotherhood, wanted far more than that. They were elitist. They despised the majority of the population. They felt that they alone represented Ireland. And they would stage a rebellion, whether or not the people wanted it, to jolt them out of what they saw as the national complacency. And they would use the First World War, when Britain was engaged in war with Germany, to stab the British in the back. The third point I want to look at is, was it unpopular? Initially, it was widely unpopular, for several reasons. First of all, as I've said a few minutes ago, Ireland was prosperous, doing very well out of the war. Ireland was well treated. Very few people welcomed the violence, the bloodshed, the destruction, simple disruption of their lives. And of course, the rising was associated with Germany. Almost all Irish people saw Germany as the enemy. And remember, the rebels stressed this fact. In the proclamation, they had referred to gallant allies in Europe, the Germans. They made it clear they were against the British, and very many Irish people were conscious of the fact that Irishmen, husbands, fathers, brothers, sons, were fighting in the British army. So the rising was seen as a stab in the back, not only against the British, but against many Irish people as well. It was widely expected that the rising would be crushed rapidly, as recent risings had been. It would last only a short time. As it went on, day after day, as the rebels showed themselves brave and determined, there was increasing respect for them. They had at least put up a good show. The British response, when the rising ended, changed people's attitudes, which in some cases had begun to change during the rising itself. Many people were arrested, and 15 people were shot important leaders and unimportant figures as well. But remember, this was a small percentage of those who had been sentenced to death, 
90 people had been, 75 were reprieved. And when one looks at what happened in Ireland in 1916 and compares it with comparable events elsewhere, we see that the Irish rebels were treated very gently. Just to take one very recent example, not much more than 10 years earlier, the Russians put down a rebellion in Latvia. Nearly 1,200 rebels were shot or hanged without trial. 7,000 were imprisoned or deported to Siberia. Irish rebels were very lucky they were dealing with the British and not the Russians. But what mattered was not what happened, but what people thought happened. And the British response was seen as being excessive and even brutal. Was the rising undemocratic? Two and a half years later, in December 1918, Irish nationalists voted overwhelmingly for the Sinn Féin party, which was committed to the ideals of the Easter Rising. The result... A month later, in January 1919, the first Doyle. This provided retrospective vindication for the Rising. But at the time, of course, in Easter week 1916, it was an action taken in defiance of public opinion. None of the rebels had sought public office. They'd never run for election. If they had, they certainly wouldn't have been elected. But, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we must see the Rising in the context of what happened before the war, when the Ulster Unionists defied parliamentary democracy and threatened rebellion. And it could even be said that Irish Republicans did in 1916 what Ulster Unionists had threatened to do in 1914. Finally, how do we view it now? Ultimately, and posthumously in the case of the rebel leaders, they, the rebels, succeeded. It was their successors, not home rulers, who came to power in independent Ireland. And as a result, the Rising was glorified. But it is also important to remember that independence was achieved not merely through violence, and Ireland did get much more through violence than would have been the case otherwise, but independent Ireland, after 1922, was also the product of a parliamentary, a democratic tradition, which accustomed Irish people to the democratic procedures that we now take for granted today.